First, I have a couple questions to ask. For who is God, save the Lord? Or who is a rock, save our God? Amen. Go ahead and answer that. The answer is no one. There is no God, save the Lord, Jehovah. Right. Today, my goal is relatively simple. It's to encourage you to trust and glory in the Lord Jehovah, a perfect, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent God, and to make fun of other gods and their worshipers. Amen. Please turn with me to Psalm 115. The main point of this psalm is to compare and contrast Jehovah with the idols of the heathen. Yes. I mean, guess I'm going to have to stick with contrast, because there's no comparison between the two. Please follow along as I read. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Yes. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens, Amen. he hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Amen. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. Amen. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. Yes. He is their help and their shield. Yes. The Lord hath been mindful of us. Yes. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Amen. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. Amen. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You're blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Amen. Starting at verse 1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Great cross reference for this is Jeremiah 20, uh, 9, 23 and 24. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Amen. We should not glory or boast in anything that we have. Let God have the glory. He's the yes. one who gave you those things in the first place. Right. He gave you the truth that we have. As Paul asked in Corinthians, What hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? We should remember that if the Lord had not changed our hearts and drawn us, we would be the same as the heathen yes. and their idols. Verses 2-3 through three. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done now. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. This question of the heathens is a legitimate question, at least to them. 
All their idols can be seen with the naked eye. Yes. Jehovah cannot be seen by any man. So where is he? Yes. I love this answer. But our God is in the heavens. Amen. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for inspiring David to write this answer. What a glorious statement. The true God dwells in heaven, above the earth, man and beast. He is a perfectly sovereign God who has already done what he wills. He is doing what he wills, and he will do the same. In Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10, it says, Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. What a glorious God. What's even more amazing is that we know him. We know this God. Yes. We know his name. The word God simply means a superhuman being or spirit worshipped as having power over nature or human fortunes, a deity. So God is a position, not a name. If you want to know the names of God, we just read in Exodus 3 that the Lord showed Moses his name when Moses asked God what he should tell Israel who, t- who sent him. And God said in Exodus 3.14, and God said to Moses, I am that I am. Amen. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Amen. What a glorious name. Yes. He is that he is. He is a perfect, self-sufficient being who needs no help from anything or anyone. <laughs> and then a couple of chapters later in Exodus, we get a few more names. In Exodus 6, 2-3, says, And God spake unto Moses, and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known unto them. So here we see some more names of God or the Lord, God Almighty, and Jehovah. Yes. I could say a lot more about the Lord's names, such as their origin, what they mean, but the pastor's done that before. My point is, we know this God. Amen. Right. We see his hand in saving us, protecting us, blessing us, chastening us. We see him in history, in the Bible. My question is, why do we see him in the heathens, which we look at, which we'll look at next, don't? The only difference is the grace of the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for not blinding us. Yes. Another small thing I'd like to point out from these verses is the, word e, the letter S in heavens. David says, our God is in the heavens. In verse 16, we see this again, and David actually points out the fact. He says, the heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. Our God is not just in the heaven, which would already be a glorious fact because their gods are on the earth, and if he's in heaven, then that means he's already far above their gods. But he's in the heavens, as in the three heavens, which are the same heavens that he created. That one letter shows the infinite nature of God he created and fills the sky, space, and eternity. Verses 4 through 8 says, Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. What a difference. This is a great contrast. We see the Lord Jehovah, as I said before, a perfect, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent God, and these idols who can do nothing. They're worthless. They cannot speak, see, hear, smell, handle, walk, or utter anything. What kind of fool would trust in a God like that? The very idea that if you make something, and then you bow down to it, and you think that it's greater than you. Anyone who worships a God like that is equally stupid and worthless. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself to us. What makes the difference? It's nothing you did. It's nothing I did. 
the Lord drew us. Thank you, Lord, that we know who is the true God. My favorite cross-reference to these verses is 1 Samuel 5, 2 through 5. It says, When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. Amen. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Amen. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Amen. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any that come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon and Ashdod unto this day. The context of this story, the Philistines are fighting the Israelites. Philistines win and take the Ark of God. Their mistake was putting it in uh, their idol's house. First the Lord bowed him down and then he cut off his hands and his feet. Just to show how pathetic that God is, he couldn't even stand up. I don't have time to read more passages about mocking idols, unfortunately. But if you would like to read some more about this, you could read 1 Kings 18, 2 Kings 10, 15 to 28, Isaiah 40, or Isaiah 44, 1 through 20 for some good ones. Amen. Going down to verses 9 through 11. It says, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. So why not trust in the Lord? Right. He is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, and perhaps more important to us, good, gracious, and protective. Yes. Trust in the Lord. He is your help and your shield. He has made himself known to us. Thank him. Bless him. Trust in him. Who else can you trust in? Anyone else will fail you. Right. The Lord never will. Right. Verses 12 through 15 says, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. So why trust the Lord? Here's a good reason. He will bless you. Yes. Right. It's not, he might bless you, or he doesn't change his mind. It says he will. If you fear the Lord, the true God, he will bless you. I love verse 15. It says, if the Lord made heaven, I'm saying, if the Lord made heaven and earth, I mean, how hard is it to bless you? He's an all-powerful God. Right. Verses 16 through 18. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down to silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. So, if you want to know, if you were wondering, what's the response? I mean, he, if the Lord's been so good to us, what should my response be? Praise Him. Bless Him back for blessing you. Yes. You need another reason to praise the Lord? Here's one. You're alive. When you die, your body cannot praise the Lord, so praise Him now while you can. Yes. We're not promised tomorrow. Our life's a vapor. In conclusion... I'd like to remember three main things from this psalm. Give thanks for the truth we have and do not be prideful about it. Number two, trust in the Lord, the only true God. To who else can we go? Number three, bless the Lord's name always for his great goodness to us. Thank you, Lord. Amen.